You're listening to the Church Around the World podcast, significant news for Christians that will encourage and challenge you. Listen with discernment and pray. Kazakhstan lies south of Russia and borders China to the east. The country is home to 76 distinct people groups, and recent increases in industry have brought large numbers of economic migrant workers. Enormous oil and mineral reserves have brought about an unwieldy and reluctant change to a market economy. The country now boasts one of the world's fastest-growing economies. Declared independent since the collapse of the USSR in 1991, Kazakhstan is a multi-party democracy, but has had only one president. Under communism, all religion was suppressed. Today, only the traditionally recognized faith groups can operate. Increased Islamic agitation has caused the government to continually consider oppressive laws against religion. The two largest religious groups are Muslim at 50% of the population and non-religious at 30%. Other countries have spent large amounts of money and resources supporting Islamic missionaries in Kazakhstan. Traditional Islam is on the rise and even considered trendy in some sectors of society. The need for biblical training is great because there is a virtual absence of seminaries and Bible schools in the country. There are large people groups relatively unreached by the gospel and many ethnic Kazakh believers are becoming missionaries in their own country. Please pray for believers as persecution is on the increase, especially against recent converts from Islam. After closing more than 700 churches and some mosques, Rwandan government officials have moved to institute guidelines for how faith groups operate in the majority Christian East African country. Rwanda's minister in the office of the president has brought to parliament a draft law that would require Christian and Muslim clerics to have a bachelor's degree and a valid certificate in religious studies before preaching in churches or mosques. It would also bar clergy who've been convicted of crimes of genocide, genocidal ideology, discrimination or other sectarian practices. In 1994, Rwanda witnessed a genocide that left an estimated 800 100,000 ethnic Tutsi and moderate members of the Hutu tribe dead. Years later, senior church leaders were among those accused of killing citizens or aiding in their deaths and were arraigned before the International Tribunal for Rwanda in Arusha in nearby Tanzania. Rwanda has witnessed an upsurge in churches in both urban and rural areas. But last spring, its government made a radical move, shutting down hundreds of churches in the capital of Kigali. Many religious leaders see wisdom in the government move because churches that mushroom too quickly can exploit poor people. Though the highest court in Malaysia has refused to hear an appeal by four Christians wanting to officially convert out of Islam, Christian leaders continue to hold hope for change. In a country where there is no legal way to leave Islam, the four people were asking the federal court to have their names and their faith changed on their national identity cards. 
The court held that the four people were Muslims and hence fell under the jurisdiction of the Sharia court system, which must adjudicate matters of Islamic law. The five-member panel of the federal court unanimously ruled that civil courts had no jurisdiction to decide on apostasy cases. The four converts held that the Sharia courts had no power to decide apostasy cases under state laws because they are no longer Muslims. The Metropolitan Archbishop of Kuching, capital of Sarawak State, Simon Peter Po Hun Seng, issued a statement asserting that Christians should not give up. Next, we should pray that the lawmakers will table a just law to face this issue, he said. Do not lose hope. Pray. Continue to pray. With God, nothing is impossible. An Assemblies of God Nigeria pastor, his wife and their son were among at least 218 people killed in attacks by Muslim Fulani herdsmen on predominantly Christian areas near the city of Jos last summer. Christian Association of Nigeria national leaders reported that over 200 Christians were killed in 44 villages. After the attacks, Christian Association of Nigeria President Samson Ayokunle made an impassioned appeal to the administration to rise up and put a stop to further killings of innocent people, including defenseless women and children. Christians make up 51.3% of Nigeria's population, while Muslims living primarily in the north and middle belt account for 45%. Nigeria was ranked 14th on Open Doors 2018 World Watch list of countries where Christians suffer the most persecution. The International Fellowship of Evangelical Students, or IFES, connects more than half a million university students in over 160 countries with a vision to see young people transformed by the gospel. According to Daniel Bourdanet, General Secretary for International Ministries, IFES has a unique mission model to disciple students around the world. The International Fellowship of Evangelical Students has distinctiveness and a uniqueness. And one is to be a truly indigenous organization. It means we try to help local people, indigenous people, to be in charge of the ministry. They are the ones who better know their context and they know what are the specific challenges and they can come up with some key strategy to impact their local context. Bourdonnais says that IFES sees the strategic need for publishing in their work of discipling young people. Developing materials for local use is the key to developing strong student movements around the world. Tyndale has been one of the key partners in that journey to try encouraging IFES national movements to develop good materials to help people to read and also to train local writers so that they can write books that is relevant to their context. And it's very important because you cannot deepen your faith without engaging with the reading of good books. All what IFS is doing is based on the scripture. So the scripture as a book is very important and we want our students to be involved in studying the scripture in their context and not just studying the scripture intellectually, they have to love the scripture.
You've been listening to the Church Around the World podcast, significant news for Christians that will encourage and challenge you. For more information about the print version of this program, visit churcharoundtheworld.net. The Church Around the World podcast is brought to you by Tyndale House Publishers. Tyndale. Trusted for life.